The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Tommy Dreamer, Mickey James, and I talk about the new day on NXT last night. What we're going to see on Saturday going for the NXT Tag Team Championship. Also, Mickey James gets into her match with Deanna Perrazzo last week. And what we're going to see January 13th at Hard to Kill, it's title or end of her career. We get into that. And also we sit down with WWE Hall of Famer, Nikki Bella, right now on the Busted Open Podcast. There's a lot to get into today. Um, NXT. And uh, NXT from last night, very, very interesting. And this is something that we've seen before, but I wasn't prepared to see it last night. Uh, Pretty Deadly are your NXT Tag Team Champions. And surprise visit from the New Day, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods show up on NXT. And they will be challenging Pretty Deadly coming up this weekend um, at deadline. So really looking forward to it. So first, Mickey, let me ask you, uh, were you surprised to see that this match is happening for this weekend? I was. I was excited to see the New Day come out. Um, I think it would be amazing if they, first off, this team, the the champions now, got a lot of heat. I was like watching this whole Christmas thing. And um, I mean, it uh, it was creative as far as the words and the stuff, but I felt like, I don't know, Tommy, your opinion i i wish the new day had come out sooner it was a little long because it was a little long and i was already, i was kind of over it and i felt like the fans were like in this weird like a, they had already booed and now they were just listening you know they but everybody bringing it way down to get that <laughs> big pop were, let's just go you know, way down sizzle 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 uh <laughs> they're about to change the channel they're about to change the channel up a few people please change the channel. something awesome no. happen please something awesome happen <laughs> And it, it did. And, and it did, Mickey. And you're and you're right. Like that yeah. segment seemed to go on forever. And they need it's it was like almost like a save me moment where all right, something has to happen here to save it. But we've seen well, it in the past with you know um main roster talent coming over to NXT. But this is I guess something else that if the if the new day wins 
on Saturday at deadline, another thing to add to their resume and another reason to maybe list them as one of the greatest tag teams of the last 25 years. Oh, absolutely. And plus the fact that all those teams down there will get to then work with the new day, which I think is incredibly valuable for those talents down there. Cause you know, they need, they're still, I think we, you know, we often forget that they're still training and they're still not all of them. I think some of them have a lot of experience and stuff, but some of them you can see, you know, you as a performer, it's, it's hard because I'm like, I'm, I don't know if the casual viewer can tell as much, but I, you know, you can still see those like moments where they're second guessing themselves or anything like that sometimes. And um, I think working with, I always say you're better than, you know, you only are as good as who you're working with. So you always want to work with people who are better. Tommy, somebody smart said that once. Yep. But me, maybe, All maybe right. it was you. But yeah, so I feel like they it would be super beneficial for not just, you know, obviously the New Day to put to have the championships, but I think for NXT as well for all these teams to get better through osmosis by working with the New Day, you know. Yeah, but when you get in the ring with uh, more experienced people, you sit back. Um it adds to your resume, it adds to your credentials and as well as, you know, if they win uh or even hanging with them in the ring because then the new day will say, man, I want to work with these guys or, Hey, these guys aren't ready yet. The other part of this, uh, it adds instant credibility to those NXT titles with uh, the new day coming out, uh, win, lose or draw, you know, you're going to have a, a good match with them. Uh, I would like to see them because new day is kind of floating right now. Uh -huh. It's a uh, new life to them. If I could have added to that segment, I would have had Big E come out as Santa Claus as well just to be a nice little appearance yeah. to see Big E and the awesome. whole group out there together. Uh -huh. um, just because, you know, that's that's my new day. Um, I love all three guys. I think the act is great. I think it really also helps to add to the card for this. What is it, Saturday, Dave? Deadline? Saturday. Yep, Saturday yeah. night. I think it'll really add to the card because, honestly, like where everyone wants to know where where are they going to go, That that's a match you can't predict what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and I was actually having this conversation with Paul. Like, if you look at the New Day, and the New Day has accomplished a lot, and you have to look at that. And, I mean, PWI just came out with their top tag teams. Usos were number one. And the New Day has kind of been on the back burner for a little bit, especially after the injury with Big E. And I think this is a way to use them on TV. And also, like you said, Mickey, to help get – you know, pretty deadly over to that next level. And I think right. it brings more eyes to the NXT product. And and I think it gives a little juice to the event that's happening on Saturday as well. It is, uh, I think, a win-win. But, but Tommy, is it a little bit of a slight to see the new, uh, the new Day move to NXT? Like, I mean, maybe perception is a little bit different and has changed over the last couple of years, but I never would have imagined this you know, two or three years ago. Is it is it a bit of a slight to have them come to NXT? No, um, I don't think so. I mean, look how it helped, uh, like, a Dolph Ziggler uh, when he came back. Um, for the New Day, it's, it's like a special added attraction. That's how I kind of look at it. I don't think it's a step down. I just think it's, uh, you know, to the other part of what Mickey was saying, too, being able to hang with people on promos and, you know, being there, you know, reacting to what these much bigger stars are saying. 
uh, is key too for your development as talents. Um, I don't think it's a slight at all. I think it's like, hey, we're doing nothing with you. Do you want to have do something with you or come in and have a really, really good match with these guys? You see where it goes. If they win those NXT titles, man, those NXT titles are elevated. If uh, the Pretty Deadly wins by disqualification, it adds to Pretty Deadly because they could literally go out, you know, next Tuesday and say, hey, we defeated the New Day. Mm-hmm. So th- there's a whole lot of places where you can go. It's a win-win. And uh, most importantly, the biggest winners will be the fans. Thank you, Tommy. <laughs> and, and, and Mickey, like, was it last year, the WWE had their list, and it was very controversial. They had the list of the 50 greatest tag teams in WWE history. And number one was the New Day. Um, if I'm watching this pay-per-view on Saturday night for NXT, is there any way that you can buy into a team like Pretty Deadly beating a team like the New Day? Well, sure. I mean, they could cheat, couldn't yeah, they? David, anything can happen in the world. Anything could happen. Yeah. I mean, I hope I hope New Day wins. I think it would be super exciting all around. Like, I think it's a win-win-win. And I don't really think, as you, as you asked Tom, I don't think it's a step down. If anything, it's, I think it's a um, – first, like, I think – you know, New Day, they're probably going to get more time and more freedom to do kind of more in NXT. And like I said, it's going to help those talent down there. And it's probably just fresh and exciting to do something new. Um, but I don't see them not going back to the main roster. Like that's just, it's just for this moment to kind of help everyone else. And I actually I hope think they win the titles. Yeah, I, I actually hope that they do. Because it yeah. brings a little star power to NXT. Like you both have been saying, it's only going to help the NXT roster being around a team mm-hmm. like the New Day. And it also adds a little juice because we're getting close to the Rumble. As everybody knows, the Rumble is that start of the road to WrestleMania. And NXT is going to have a show WrestleMania weekend. So I, I think this is going to add a little bit of that star power that maybe that maybe NXT needs right now, Mickey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Dave. Was, oh, go ahead, Mickey. Go ahead, Tommy. I was just going to say, like, if I was a WWE talent that they're not doing much with me, I would ask to go down to NXT. Why? Because it refreshes you. It, you're on the one brand and it keeps you away from the main brand. I We all uh, I think it was Saturday. We were talking about the great work that Sheamus has been doing recently. Yes. How did he do it through hard work? But Sheamus also was gone for a while and we you know in creative sometimes we have this saying where it's they need to go to portland which meant we need to leave the territory but oh crap they're still under contract here for another two years we've done so much with them like you need to go away to get refreshed unfortunately that doesn't happen a lot because you just want to keep burning the candle burning the candle but then if it's just going to come down where the new days at the point of just losing to people because i'm pretty sure they lost to the usos and before that it was to the viking raiders and yes they're having feuds and still having great matches but if you just keep losing and you're these you know bona fide hall of famers or always get these amazing reactions and also still very very great in the ring like it actually starts hurting you so if you go away from the main roster kick ass win the title down there it it's new life into you until you, you know, lose the titles right. of NXT and then you come back, you know, repackaged 
or you don't need to repackage the new day. No, because obviously, again, this is also an issue when you have both your tag titles as well as your world title on this one person. Hence yeah. why it's either, you know, forget about saying they're unified, just have one title and, you know, commit to the brand split that you're never going to do again, or just, you know, Hey, it's Raw SmackDown. The champs got to defend the titles all the time. Cause you know, the tag titles aren't going anywhere. Just like the world titles not going anywhere. Nope. You're right. It's all about the bloodline right now. And Mickey, like, because it is all centered around the bloodline and the Usos are not dropping those tag titles. And, you know, there's probably no reason for them to be in a feud with the New Day because, as Tommy said, the New Day isn't going to win because it's all about the bloodline. So probably right now it's better for them to be off the main roster on XT. They get TV time. Who knows? Maybe they add to their resume by like your hope is that they win it on Saturday. And I think it's a win-win for both the main roster and for NXT. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, yeah, I'm excited I'm... to see it no matter what. Word. I do think that it's, it, it is hard. Like, I don't know. I think that they could beat the, I think they could beat the bloodline. Well, it David. didn't happen. Happened it recently. Didn't. They had a feud and they lost. Yeah. Well, you know, you don't have to cover on Tuesdays, so just keeping you up on raw. No, I know. I'm just saying that those they lost, so they lost one. It doesn't matter. We all lose. Got so to, well, not you. If you up. lose, guess what happens? Bye bye. Oh, oh, oh! And before we do, we got to get into what Tommy just said. I was gonna wait a little bit before we dived in, <laughs> but Tommy, since you teased it, when we come back, got to get into what our very own Mickey James did last week on impact but also what's going to be happening next month at hard to kill we'll get into that when myself tommy and mickey are back right here on busted open warmer sunnier days are calling fuel up for them with factors no prep no mess meals meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like calorie smart Protein Plus and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. If you missed anything this week on Mad Dog Sports Radio, I got you covered. It's Mike Babchicks. Morning After, where we play back the best clips of the week and recap in a way you have never heard before. It's a roast like no other, and no one is safe. Not Mad Dog, not anyone. This is a Morning After walk of shame you actually won't regret. You can find Mike Babchicks Morning After on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. What a great match between you and Deanna Perrazzo last week. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo, we've interviewed her many times here on the show. Ultra talented. You two have amazing chemistry in the ring together. But for congratulations, not only on the win, but what a great match with Deanna last week. Thank you. I appreciate that. I will say, even though I beat her, 
one of the best in the world. Honestly. Wow. One of okay. the best I've ever been in the ring with. Like, it's <sighs> she's tough. You know, she's I thought I feel like she might be my feud forever. And a lot of people say it's Trish, but it might be it might be a tie at this point between her and Trish. And it, like, honestly, because especially this part of my life and I wish that she just respected me a little more, you know, because I feel like I, I have tons of respect for her. And I think that she has this, you know, she thinks I've been out to get her from day one, but it's not about that. It's, it, it really isn't like, sure. I want to make sure she has respect, but I think I, ha I, she's definitely earned my respect in a lot of ways because she always kicks my ass. But Tommy, I'm saying you found your Raven. Congratulations. I always win. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I know she's mad. No, yeah, it was, it was a, it was an awesome match. I went back and watched it, but you know, even going into now this like match with Jordan, I was watching it and like little mistakes and stuff that I was doing where you go. Do I nitpick everything apart? So you said it, you say it was great where I go. It, it was okay. Okay, could have well, done better. A couple of things from what you just said, Mickey. <laughs> and first about about Diana Prazo. I mean, that's high praise. When you mention a Hall of Famer in the same sentence as a Diana Prazo, but not only that, like your your feud forever and the respect that you have for Diana Prazo. And then you mentioned about that you wish you got that respect back from Diana. Is is it maybe like Diana just has a chip on her shoulder? You know, maybe it's. Maybe it's the a generational thing as well, where it's like she still feels like she has to prove herself. I mean, what um, is it about Diana that you think there isn't that connection that she has the respect for you like you have for her? No, I don't think that Diana feels like she needs to prove herself to me. I mean, when I came in, she had been champion. She was the longest reigning knockouts champion. She had beaten everyone. You know, she was unstoppable. Um, I think that... You know, it started, it, it all started with ego and maybe even my ego on the other side because she was, you know, pretty much telling me I was done and old news and washed up and, you know, she was the new, she's the new breed. And I totally get where she's, because you have to have attitude in order to be a champion. You have to believe in yourself above everyone else to be a champion. I just think that, um, you know, she feels like I was coming in for selfish reasons and, and she was the champion at the time and I dethroned her and now Chelsea's gone. And, um, you know, these are things that happen. They don't have necessarily anything to do with me. I didn't make those things happen. I mean, except for beating her. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, the, the reason Chelsea's no longer on the roster is because of you, but <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> because you beat her. You I beat, did her. beat her. Yeah. You beat her. Um, you know, home. yeah, she did go home. She, she went home and I, I am interested in what you just said too, as well about going back and watching your matches. And I did think that last week's match was great. Thank and you. I thought it was the match of the week for me watching back to all the wrestling that I watched last week as well. Thanks David. How difficult is it for you to go back and watch your matches? It's very difficult. It's very difficult. I do it, especially, you know, I out of respect for my opponent as well. 
but if any reason why I don't go back and watch it is because there's, I know that there's something that I hated that I did in it or something where I'm just like, it's unbearable for me. <laughs> it's unbear. I can't even, <laughs> I don't know, Tommy, what do you think? It's I struggle. I really, cause I'm just sitting there the whole time. Like I'm laughing because I know you. And <laughs> when I have said notes to Mickey, she's like, Oh my God. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. blah. So I just, I have very, very close relationship with Mickey. So I kind of know, like to answer your question, Dave, like for me, and I've said this before, I loved my match with Chris Bay. I will never, ever watch that match because of what bad physical shape I looked in. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, I don't want to, and again, I don't want to be on television because of how I look and, and not because of my moveset, just my own physical appearance. And that's not like body dysmorphia. I'm just not happy with myself. And then when, okay, I'm looking this, if you are in better shape, like, like Mickey James, then you're going to start to dissect your work just differently. It's mm -hmm. so uh, different and how different people look at themselves, but it's also like, it's key and it's important. If you listen to how people break down um, what game did I just watch, man? And he was talking about something with one of the players and he was talking about hand placement. Oh, and it was with uh, a wide receiver being defended by um, a cornerback. And he was like, look at his hands. He goes, and then the last second, he can't see, but he can feel that the ball's him. So he puts his hand up because that's the only, because if not, he knows he got burnt. And just by putting, and these are like breakdowns that if you're average, you know, football fan, you're saying like, oh, pass interference. And then he's describing how it wasn't pass interference. But it's just like also saying like this man was defeated by this other person. And it was this last ditch effort because I know I'm going to get my ass reamed out. I know I'm going to lose my job if I don't put my hand up because it's the last thing that I can do. And then but it really saved the play. But the guy breaking it down was just like if he didn't do that, that's burned and he's gone for a touchdown. And these are like different ways how Mickey or myself watch our own performances. Yeah. I've sent notes back to Mickey and she'd be like, Oh my God, you were totally right. I was thinking about that the whole day. Like, but we'll, and I was just like, yeah, I know. Cause I know you. And, and that's just how it, it's just a different level of breaking it down. Um, and it doesn't go to, like I said, your own insecurities. Cause neither of us are insecure, but it just goes down to why did I do this this way as opposed to doing it another way. Right. There is a, just we're as you know, this is the thing about, I, you know, wrestling and I'm sure it's the same, you know, across all sports as you with football and everything. But I think we as, um, you know, performers are as fanatic, but in our own different crazy ways about wrestling. But we, it's just like how we think about it is just a different because we have to think about it from that perspective of that story or whatever to tell to the fans, you know, so, but we are crazy, like sit there and watch it and think about it and obsess over it and go like, well, why did I do it that way instead of this way? I can't tell. I mean, I do that every Lance, Lance Storm brings, sends us a breakdown all the time too, which is amazing because it's, you know, it's and just cool to for get alternate here. ways to do things. Right. If I could yeah. tell you a quick story of insecurity and that there are plenty of people that are like that. Uh, and I wish, bully was here 
um, me and Bully were in the restroom and we, I, Together? he was in, yes, um, that okay. we just know that's what women do. Hello. Um, we do. We do. And Planet Stasiak was in the mirror the whole time. Bubba went into the stall. I went to the urinal. I walk out. I'm washing my hands. And he's like, hey, man. And like, seriously, he was standing in the mirror the whole time. And he's like, hey, can I ask you guys something? And like, he kept on like pulling up his trunks just a little bit. He's like, do I look fat like this? And Bubba turns to him and he was just like, are you effing kidding me? He goes, get the fuck out of here. He goes, get the fuck out of here. And he, we kind of chased him out of the room because number one, he's asking Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer if he looks fat when he's got abs for days. And he wasn't like, but he was looking at himself in that mirror with insecurity right. as opposed to me and Bully are looking at ourselves in the mirror like, hey, we're going to go out there and tear it up uh, right. in the ring because not that we don't care what we look like, but it's like, okay, we know we're, we're confident in our abilities because no one's going to say, man, Planet Stasiak with that six pack looks like he has, you know, he's a little fat today. Yeah. It really should have been eight. People. Yeah. Really should have been eight. At this point, my striations <laughs> really kicked him. But I mean, I was wearing a T-shirt, so like you couldn't <laughs> tell. Dude, now, David, sense. let's talk about real reality. Because we were talking about Mickey's retirement and all yes. that stuff. And this is why I tell the fans all the time, everything that we do out there is real. This was a private conversation by me and Mickey where she was just like, I don't know what I want to do with my life in the sense of my career. I just don't want to be someone who hangs around like you, Tommy. Um, and then I was like, Mickey, that's really not nice to say. I try very hard. She's like, no, I know. But like, I want to be the best. You settle for less, Tommy. And I was like, I know, but it's always Bully's fault. <laughs> anyway, um, She's like, I just don't want to be another person in the locker room if I can't contribute slash be the best. And then I was like, you know what? This is uh, pretty interesting. And then we kind of mapped this whole thing out where, hey, how could we? And she's like, I'm willing to put my career up. If I lose another match, I'll, I'll leave. I'll leave the business. I have, you know, other outside projects. Um, I have a son. I'm a mom. Like, I don't know what I want to do. And I mean, think about this, like you're at a crossroads of your life, but like you still then the, here's the athlete and the competitor. I want to be the best. Hence where we're at today. And then I was also like, it's a great tool for marketing as well. And our houses in Impact Wrestling have gone up from it. And it's like, hey, you don't know when Mickey James last match is going to be. Um so these are real, real things. And I'm just giving you the backstory and Mickey could tell you more what was going on or what's going on in her head. And now we're at this pinnacle where she is going to be facing is someone younger, someone much stronger. No offense, uh, Mickey James. I know you got some guns, but no, she's um, is very strong, very stiff, very hard hitting. And that. another person who's very, very focused on it, I don't want to say this like as a knock to her, but to have the career that Mickey James has had. And that's like the history of this industry. Hey, there's this young kid who's going to come up and that's the person who's going to replace you. We, you. We've talked about this with, you know, you hear all the documentaries, you know, Steve Austin or the rise of the rock when they're having this feud and Steve Austin's walking by the monitor and he's like, I don't know about that kid. Once you say that and once you're stopping and watching that monitor, you know that this is the person has it. So 
now I set the, the table for Mickey to continue with her. I love you. I appreciate uh, you that. Too. No, that was a very real conversation. And I think, um, first off, I, I, you know, I think Deanna always brings me to my limits, but that match was probably my toughest match yet on this whole, whole ride on all. And every woman I've faced has been awesome, but you know, you think we, I think what we saw on television was 28 minutes or something like that, but we were going for, I don't know, at least a half an hour longest match I've had yet. And um, it really tested me. And even to the point like where I started second guessing myself, because um, is my cardio up? Am I ready for this match with Jordan? Am I, you know, going to win or am I going to be the best? And I think too, Tommy, like, I think, when I had that conversation with you, I mean, you're right. Like I am at a different point in my career and I felt like, um, I've been so I've, I've been the, every girl in that locker room at one point of my career. And I've spent a lot of time in between roles and we've all been through the cycle and the fairest wheel of what pro wrestling in the locker room is for a talent you know when you feel like you're on top of the world because you're in the mix of stuff and when you are like feeling like you're not doing anything and just spinning your wheels and it, it's a very frustrating thing and I think the fans don't really understand that sometime and it's it can take a very taxing toll not just on your body um but on your mind and on your spirit uh and I think I've spent a lot of my life doing that and feeling like I had to prove myself. And I'm really at a point of like, you know, I don't know much more of what I can prove to anyone, you know, like I've, I've been blessed to be able to do so much. And I think that, um, when I, even when I went back for that, for my last run with WWE, I think I'd had high hopes, but it had zero expectations, you know? Um, and, I thought I was going to end my career there and I was hoping in some, you know, magical way and it didn't happen. And I think that I left there uh, feeling um, that maybe I wasn't, you know, I, I think that maybe I wasn't that quote unquote legend in that respect because, you know, I, I just, I guess I just wanted to go out with some sort of, to be able to tip my hat and say, I was ha happy and proud of that. And um, I was just waiting for, for that. And I think that this is an opportunity and I'm and now at impact um, with this last rodeo. It's an, it's an opportunity for me to have some of the best matches of my life on the way out. Um, and with a whole new crop of uh, women that hopefully um, we both learn something from each other, you know, in that respect. And um, you know, I can do something worthy of my career on the way out the door. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked, from family farms and cold-pressed them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. 
premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast. Nikki Bella, boy, you just keep yourself busy. You like know? it's amazing. Every time we talk, and I've interviewed you probably about five times since Busted Open started thirteen years ago. Believe wow. it or not, you always Sweet. have some. By the way, congratulations on the whole thing. Congratulations on everything. Oh, thank you. And congratulations on the new show because it's doing really well. You yeah, gotta be happy. Oh my gosh! I mean, just even when I got the call of like the opportunity to host Barmageddon with Blake Shelton, Carson yeah. Daly, that already I was like, oh my gosh! And then hearing the concept, I was like, perfect competition, drinking, yeah, <laughs> for me. <laughs> so I live in the pro wrestling world bubble. So yeah. did you know Carson and did you know Blake before doing the show? I did. Well, so I loved watching TRL when I was in high school. So I knew Carson Daly very well. And then I grew up on country music. Like, I don't think a lot of people know Bree and I were like cowgirls. We were country girls. So we grew up on a farm. I was in rodeos. I rode horses till seventh grade till soccer took over mm-hmm. my life and I had to sell my horses. So um, I knew Blake very well too because I was obsessed with one of his songs when I was in high school. So I knew him both very well. By the way, you just made me feel so old uh, <laughs> when you just said about TRL because I think I was on my second wife by the time oh, TRL debuted. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you really, you know. you know, but time to, but as long as you're having fun and I can tell- that whatever project you're working on, you're always passionate about it because you always have a smile from ear to ear. And is that Aww. something when you pick a project, does it? do you have to be passionate about I it? I do. Like whether it's businesses that I run and products I represent or projects that I'm a part of, I have to feel it like organically and authentically and believe in it because then I can't sell it or push it. Like I can't, I can't be that. And mm-hmm. it was just like when I was in the ring, when I became fearless and Nikki, that's who I was. And that's when I exploded because it was just me. That's who I am at heart. And so everything I do, I have to believe in it because then I'm just going to be shit at it and I'm not going to be able to promote it to you. And so when this came around, I was like, this this is the perfect project for me and everyone involved. And then when I was on set, I'm like, this is so cool. Like these, these guys just want to have fun. And everyone who came in wanted to have fun. We got to just say whatever we wanted. That's the great thing about being on late night. Um, and then it's just everything I've done since I just, I love, and I feel blessed. All right. So tell me a great moment. Cause you, you are talking about having fun. You're talking about late night, knowing you have that freedom. There is drinking involved. So there's gotta be like a good story you can share. Yeah. Well, so no one got drunk, drunk. Like there was no, none of those stories, but what you see towards the end of every episode is just people getting very competitive saying like we roasted each other the whole time. And so we're like sore losers. Like you guys just got to turn around and get out because (laughs) we go at people and like, we tell people they suck or whatever it may be. And especially Blake and Carson, like they are, I mean, Carson's one liners are brilliant and how they roast people. But I'm trying to think like there wasn't any of those kind of stories 
Okay, just the it's, competitiveness. Though. Yeah, that's something that's interesting. Oh, because I, I always mean, wondered that if that was forced or fake. No, Cheryl not. Crow was probably one of the funniest people that came on. That I didn't even realize how funny she was. And then it was so funny to see her and Gwen then get super competitive. <laughs> and then like even our episode with Brie and Sasha, um, or Mercedes, it was really fun. Like the guys were obsessed with it because they go, oh, this is like a different energy. But like when you put us three together, it was just on. And Brie and Mercedes were so competitive with each other, but like in a great way. And they're viral VIPs. Like one of them was like just crazy hot and amazing. And so we were all like, are you like a spy? Are you like a secret (laughs) agent? Like we were just having so much fun. All right, now you've been a part of so many different media with your years in wrestling and WrestleMania week and all Radio Row and everything. How does it feel like to be on the other side with your podcast? Like, yeah. how does it feel to be the host and have your own show in that in that, in that way? You know, it feels, it's like maturity, right? Like I feel like I've really grown into my career and I've been on this journey and it's felt like the next step and, and it feels good. I think... You know, WWE taught me so much about women empowerment and mm-hmm. empowering myself and what I wanted to be individually because, you know, I'm born and raised and forever will be an identical twin and I've always known what it's like being with someone else. And this has really helped me just grow individually into someone. And I've really loved that journey alone, like going to set by myself on AGT Extreme and being that judge and first day being with Simon Cowell and Terry Crews and Travis Pastrana. Like I knew I had to go in with a certain confidence, but inside I was like, oh my God, I'm dying. But it was incredible. And so it's been really fun being on this side and, and just seeing production being different and learning all that. But one thing that's really badass is when I go into all these things, it's crazy the respect I get for being a WWE Hall of Famer and people then seeing what I do for work. Like, gosh, you really slam, you know, have slammed women yeah. for a living for so long. And so it's cool to see that side of it, too. No, and, you know, with this show, I do it with Hall of Famers. But the guys I work with, they're known as pro wrestlers. They're known yes. as Hall of Famers. First and foremost, they're always going to be WWE Hall of Famers. There's people that are watching this show that... Never knew you stepped into the ring or ever right. watched you on WWE program. So now you're getting known for something completely different. Were you nervous at all being like, all right, I'm a pro wrestler. I did it for so long. Am I going to get pigeonholed as a WWE performer? Um, You know, I guess so, because it's like you want to be known. It's, it's kind of, I feel like, always the fight for equality, right? We mm-hmm. all just don't want all these names. We just want to be known as like a good talent. Like, I just want to be Nikki, and this is what Nikki's doing, and now she's a great host. But um, I think because of the reality show for so long that I had already had this other demo that really didn't know so much of... They mm-hmm. knew the wrestling, but they just saw me more, like different. Yeah, And... Um, it's crazy still when I'll be in conversations like, wait, you wrestled? I'm like, what do you mean did I wrestle? You've been living under a rock? But no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, so it's like, it, you know, I wasn't nervous about it, but my one thing, I guess, stepping into these mainstream roles, it's sometimes, not that I get an insecurity, but I always want to know that I'm worthy of it because it's like you have all, I go, I'm amongst these 
huge names. And it's been incredible that NBCU has seen me as a talent amongst these great names and has really looked at my talent, whether it's judging or hosting. So it's where I have to take myself there. Like, you are worth being there. Yeah, I, I would think, and it's it's surprising to hear you say that, and that also means you're very humble. But at the same time, you are a big name. Like, yes. it's, like at some point, you have to realize, <laughs> right. I'm a name. Like, I'm yes. a brand. Like, look at all I've accomplished. Like, people paid money to see you perform like not yeah. many people can say that right I know I drive my team crazy because we'll be in meetings and then when I get asked to talk about myself I'll say very little and they're like what okay no she's <laughs> and I'm like but I can't do that I've just never been that type like I've always just kept my feet on the ground and have been grateful for everything I've been given and I'm a hard worker I you know Bree and I always talk about this like we never really stop to celebrate our accomplishments we just are always working hard but I guess like when I look at my dad and my mom like they're hard working labor people and Mm. they just it doesn't matter their age they continue to work super hard and I think we just have that instilled in us and it doesn't matter if it's us on a billboard or working behind a camera we just are hard workers on whatever we do and think about it this way I'm sure when you started and maybe you had goals for yourself, and I'm sure that you did. But when you started with the WWE, I'm, I'm sure you didn't even imagine that one day you would be a Hall of Famer, that people would look at you because you had to fight that battle. Because, yeah. Because when you first started wrestling, women's wrestling in the WWE was looked completely different oh, yeah. than it does now. And you were one of the reasons why it looks so different now. Yeah. Like, to, to walk down that aisle and to go into the Hall of Fame, that had to feel like, wow, I really accomplished this. I worry, really worked my ass off to get to this point. Oh, my gosh. I mean, so much. I just remember getting that call from Vince. And Bree and I, like, at first we were like, well, not to him, but we're like, is this too soon? Like, we just didn't, like, we did not expect, expected at all. And Vince, you know, it, it was really neat to get that call. And we were like, Vin, I think our first thing was like, are you sure? And he was <laughs> like, he's like, you two have worked so hard and you have accomplished so much and you don't stop. And he's like, when I want to think of who I want in the Hall of Fame right now, I want you two and everything you've done. And we both were like retired at that point. Yeah. And, um, it, it was just, it was amazing to have this conversation with him. And for someone like that, because Vince, as we all know, doesn't bullshit. He he doesn't need to blow smoke up anyone's ass. And so um, to have him just say all these things, and we've been on an incredible journey with him. I mean, for so, we started yeah. at 23 years old in 2007. And so um, we've had that journey and it's been amazing. And I just, I, re- I remember even being there and having... I mean, Scott Hall was there and yep. like saying all these amazing things and and Hulk and I mean, all of them. And when they were talking to me about the reality show, I was like, wait, what? And they're like, oh, we love us some Total Bellas. And I was like, I love this. But then they were like telling us all these things. And Brie and I just walked away that day like, is this real? Like the most respected people in the industry. And they pulled us aside and said all these amazing things and welcome, welcoming us into the Hall of Fame. And I just remember being in awe. It didn't feel real. And um, and in a moment, I'll never forget, too. Uh, the next big pay-per-view for the WWE is the Royal Rumble. And as you know, that's oh, the yeah. kickoff of the road to WrestleMania. Around that time of year, do you start to miss it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I miss it all like all the time when I the the times that I do tune in, um, I'll miss it a lot. Like, I I think you never like you'll always miss that competition side to get Mm -hmm. in the ring, especially as women. It's not like we can go anywhere else to really get that 
feeling of empowerment or being a badass, um, that adrenaline rush, um, especially like I've loved being a villain and I miss being booed. I miss getting to have that evil side and just bringing that character to life. Um, and then it's just fun things like Mandy Rose recently when like everything with her went viral and, and it was like we were texting and I'm like, you know, then your will starts spinning. I'm like, no, stop, Nicole, stop. But it's like, you can't help it. You watch so as a fan and you're like creating storylines in your head. I feel like I cut more promos when I do cardio. And I'm like, am I really still cutting promos in my head? Like, oh my gosh, give it up, girl. But um, yeah, it'll always just be in you. And I'm sure I'm going to leave things out, but the Hall of Fame career in the WWE, the show Barmageddon, like what you're doing with the wine and the podcast, like what's next? Like what are some of your goals that you still feel like you need to accomplish? Because I'm guessing just knowing you from interviewing you that you're always somebody that is looking for that next challenge and yes, that next goal. definitely. Uh, my goal is to grow Bonita Bonita worldwide. I really want to be a force to be reckoned with in the wine industry and there's certain things that my sister and I have been doing that it's another industry that I'm trying to gain respect in and be taken seriously. And, and I really put in the work to learn the, the wine business, whether it goes from harvesting to crushing to growing. I, Bree and I do it all. And so that is like, we're moms. I'm 39. And I just know that is the next chapter that I want in my life is to really grow and and almost make history in certain ways there and set records that people haven't seen two women do yet in that industry. Um, we have the wedding special coming out January 26th. And I wanted to step away from reality TV. And when we did this four part series and we were with our old team and I just, it realized, it made me realize how much I did love that space and even being creating because I get to be an executive producer and I work a lot on the production side and the creative side and I, I've realized that I really like doing a lot back mm -hmm. or behind the scenes I like when I get to put my mind to work and so I really just want to continue to grow in TV in these hosting ways or judging ways and challenging myself being a judge and a host like I had to challenge myself and kind of push myself outside of my comfort zone and my limits and and then it, it was like a turn on I was like okay I like this and I want to continue to be challenged that way like I do want Brie and I one day to have a, a big talk show. I love podcasting. I love our podcast. And so I want to grow that into a talk show. And I want to be challenged that way. Because, I mean, just like you guys, I love talking to people. Yeah. And I love hearing people's stories. And so I think that's what's next. I'm sure other things are going to come. Not a baby, but I do. <laughs> I'm so focused on my son. Like, what has been amazing about AGT and then AGT Extreme and Barmageddon is my first thing was like, my, this is how my son has to be a part of it. And if this doesn't work, then I can't say yes. Yeah. And both of them were so accommodating when it came to me being a full-time mom and bringing my son. And um, that has been my biggest joy in life and the best job yet is just being a mom. You said a talk show. Like, who would be your dream guest? Ooh. Well, you know, I've been trying to get Mia Hamm on my podcast for so long. I'm like, Mia, do I have to tweet you? <laughs> like, you were my hero. I want to talk to you. Um, but I like I really want to bring in some like female athletes that really inspired me. But um, I want to bring in. I think all sorts of people, people that you would never think you would see us talking to. Cause I think that's always like the best is you're like, wait, are the Bellas and who right now are talking like the Bellas and Bieber. Is that really going on right now? Or whoever it may be. I don't know why it first came to mind, but, um, cause it'd be so random, but yes, like people that you just would never expect. And I do like when people have good stories.
Well, uh, unfortunately, we have to wrap up because you're a busy per- you're a busy person. Yes. And you have places to go, but I really appreciate the time. Good luck on everything. Not Thank that you, you need it because you kill it every time. Oh, and um, you're so sweet. I'm, I'm gonna. Try- I'm not a wine person. My my wife is. She loves. She oh, loves wine. Well, okay, then we'll ship you some wine. Right, that would be awesome. Yes, I will. I'm send a beer it to you. drinker, but you know, and I she's love, really yeah. that really drives her crazy. Oh, I she bet. Wa- you know, because we go to like a nice restaurant and she gets a nice glass of wine, and I'm drinking Bud Light out of the bottle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so but that's pretty I'm cool. Gonna, but for you, I'll try. <laughs> Yay. Good. I like it. I'm going to send you some. And, you know, I think I think you're going to love our stuff. Okay. Our sparkling wine, too. Because, you know, you might like the carbonation being the beer, right? Listen, so I'm, I'll, I'll, if it's free, it's for me. Okay. Yeah. So okay, great. I'll try. Good. Thank okay. you, Nikki. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, Please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is... I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say... Hang it in there. Because... If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. 